What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing for another action-packed episode of What's Going On in the Markets. Uh, As always, thank you guys for stopping by. I am Jeff, and I'm here to talk a little bit about finance, economy, uh, business, a little bit of everything with you guys, Uh, stocks, crypto, ETFs, all that fun stuff. Uh, So if you are looking to uh, get started, I do have some links in the description to help with that. And uh, it gives me a little bit of a a high five for uh, putting my information out there and uh, and hopefully guiding you guys to a a better financial future. Uh, So with that being said, you know, we've uh, we've been recovering from. Oh, man, a brutal market here. But uh, we really want to take a look at where things are going and ultimately what we can do to kind of predict the future, kind of know where we're going, really try to batten down the hatches and really uh, protect our money right now. I don't know that it's a time that we're going to be making a ton of money, but uh, I think if you invest and you plan now, you will preserve a lot of cash and ultimately set you yourself up for future uh, gains in the market. You know, we've got uh, the, the Fed rate hikes going on. We're currently at 1.75%. And, uh, you know, I've been watching that and really trying to see what the market's doing. Uh, like I said, on uh, Wednesday, they uh, they had raised it another 75 basis points or three quarters of 1%. And uh, that's how we got to that 1.75. And now we're really waiting to see what's going to happen next. Uh, that July 28th date to see if we are in a full-blown recession uh, with a declining GDP. We did enter bear market territory. Uh, officially on the S&P. And uh, I'm kind of here to uh, clear up some of the air as to what that means, ultimately where we go and what the rates are going to be doing for the rest of the year. Uh, And I'm looking at the uh, the Fed, uh, the CME, the watch tool on that, uh, the Fed rate. And uh, when I'm looking at, let's just take a look at the the 14th of December charts, the projections here. Uh, We are looking at uh, majority of people, 44%, are looking at that rate to be about three and a half to 3.75 uh, on that target rate in um, basis points. So we've got uh, another, what, about two points to go up. And then, you know, we've got uh, between three and a quarter and 4%. If we add those up, uh, we've got what, 64, 84, 92% of people think it's going to be between three and a quarter and four points. So ultimately, that is going to be the Fed rate. That's what uh, banks are going to pay to borrow money. And then ultimately, they give us the prime rate as consumers. Prime rate is normally about 3% higher. So when we look to borrow money, we're going to be uh, on the low end, about uh, maybe 6.5% at the end of the year. And then when we're looking at uh, mortgage rates, what does that ultimately mean for mortgage rates? Uh, Yes, they're more based on bonds and the 10-year. But uh, when I'm kind of looking here, we're seeing some of these rates being within 1.25% of that prime rate uh, going forward. So if we're on that low end of uh, 3.5, like I'm looking at on this uh, this Fed watch tool, um, you know, we got to see that uh, prime would be about 6.5 on average. And then, you know, your uh, your 30 year generally is about 1.25% north or south of that prime rate. So we could see rates between five and a quarter uh, up to seven and three quarters on like a 30 year loan. So 
I do think that it's going to be a bit higher than what that prime rate is just with the state of the economy and uh, kind of how everything's going. They're trending up a little bit higher right now. Uh, so I'm leaning more to that uh, aggressive side on that Fed rate. So we got to know that uh, when we are in a bear market, um, these these rates are going to slow things down. That's uh, kind of what they're trying to do to fly, fight inflation. But uh, on the same time, it's going to hurt uh, people borrowing. And uh, ultimately, that's what we're seeing out there. I think that's another reason that uh, the government isn't really coming to the rescue on oil and gas prices also. Uh, they want that demand destruction to slow inflation. If gas is expensive, uh, ultimately, you know, everything is going to be more expensive. Vacations or going to the grocery store, going to the mall. All of it is going to add up uh, with higher prices on uh, delivery. Plus also you getting to, you know, ABC. Everything is going to be more expensive for that reason. Uh, so I don't really think that the, the government's going to save us on that. I think it's, um, you know, the wars going on. Yes, that has an impact. The government could always step in and, you know, do tax incentives or whatever for opening more uh, drilling for, for oil and gas, but that is not happening. And I think that's part of the plan is to kind of slow things down and get that demand destruction on all things supply side. So ultimately, I think that's what we got going on. I think uh, housing is going to slow down, especially with these higher rates. You know, if you're borrowing at 3%, you can afford a lot more house versus, you know, 7% uh, for every point. It's about 10% more on your payment. So if you were paying 3000 at uh, 3%, it would be about 3300 at 4% and so on and so forth. Uh, so, you know, your, your mortgage is going to be uh, ticked up higher based on that uh, higher borrowing rate. So hopefully that makes sense. But uh, I do think that there's going to be this demand destruction. So um, like I was saying, you know, you've got uh, these bear markets. We are in one. Basically, it means that we... Uh, saw a 20% drop from that peak in the S&P. The NASDAQ had already been there, but uh, now looking at the broad market, the S&P has joined it. And, uh, you know, a little bit on, on bear markets. You know, most of them on average last about nine and a half months or 9.6 months, so about 285 days. So we kind of have an average as to when we could get out of this thing. And, uh, you know, that's about nine months from now. So if we're looking to really build that position, we really want to look at companies that are going to weather the storm right now. I'm not saying smash the, the buy button and, and go ahead and add to everything. Uh, but, you know, you've really got to be mindful as to what is going to weather the storm now. We could certainly get more drops. We've seen it in the tech. We've seen it in, you know, a lot of other areas. But uh, going forward, we really want to be mindful as to what we're buying and is it too soon? Uh, and that's kind of why I continue to dollar cost average and do my positions. That's what I've been doing. And uh, hopefully that is going to be a way to weather the storm, get some dividends rolling in, have those dividends buy more of the stocks that I'm in or have those uh, dividends come back to your account in the form of cash to where you can buy some other things on discount as they uh, as they come down to your price targets. So that's what I'm doing. I'm looking to add to um, healthcare, financials, and uh, some energy plays, things like that. I'm still going to be building positions in those growth stocks, but uh, these rates are going to make it hard for those companies that are really in growth mode to borrow money and also get ahead. You know, they've got a lot of rising costs. And with money and borrowing being even higher, 
that's going to certainly hurt them and their bottom line. Uh, it'll also kind of deteriorate their path to uh, profitability. So you really want to look at those things as to how much cash companies have had, have on hand, uh, how well they can weather this storm, and uh, ultimately how much they're spending in order to to run their business and uh, and get to that that path of profitability that they're trying to get to. Because ultimately, that's why we're all in business. But um, yeah, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, grab a glass of water here and I will be right back. So stick around. All right, we are back here. So wanted to uh, say if you could go ahead and give me a like, subscribe and share on this uh, podcast, I would really appreciate that. That'd mean the world to me. And uh, as far as uh, where we're doing the uh, the investing challenge that is over there on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook, where we are doing a weekly poll of what uh, stock we're going to be adding to the group portfolio, the Webull portfolio. Uh, I am adding $200 of my own money every Monday around lunchtime. That's uh, kind of what I've been doing unless it's a holiday and the market's closed, which I think it is tomorrow, actually. Uh, I will be adding on Tuesday. So uh, go over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook, join the group, and uh, invite some like-minded investors to uh, build out that community and we can share uh, different updates in real time, and that way you get them a little bit quicker and know what's going on out there as to why a, a company's surging or the market's falling or whatever in between. If you could uh, go over there, I'd really appreciate it. Um, so I uh, did want to uh, fill you guys in on uh, what I've been doing around here. And uh, yeah, I uh, well, last weekend we went and looked at a Tesla to uh, trade in our Audi, and ultimately... They had a cancellation on a, uh, a Tesla. They had one in stock, which is really rare right now. And uh, we went ahead and picked that up. So we traded in the uh, the Audi, got a new Tesla, and uh, just a couple of my thoughts as to going from gas to electric. Um, well, first off, I thought the range was going to be a problem. You know, I don't know how far I'm going to go. Yes, it has uh, however many miles they say don't charge it to 100% it's not as good for the battery unless you're going on a long trip uh, and to keep it charged around 90%. So been doing that don't have a actual at home uh, heavy duty or level two charger. Uh, we just have the, the wall plug right now. So we're uh, kind of scrambling to get all that together. It's kind of been a process. Uh, all the chargers all the adapters for like level two chargers a 240 plug are all sold out. Everyone is trying to flip them on eBay or Amazon or wherever you can get your hands on them. Uh, apparently, it's like a, a side hustle for a lot of people right now. So Tesla's out of them, and and they're just overpriced on the secondary market. So that's kind of rough out there, but that's what's going on. Um, but yeah, overall, the car is uh, is very impressive. There's a lot more tech built into it than just simply, okay, they put a battery into your everyday car. Uh, you know, even coming from a 21 Audi, I mean, it's it's moons ahead of that car. Technically, the autopilot, the um, you know, just how everything looks and feels and interacts. It's quite different. Um, but surprisingly, it's easy to to get your, your you know, feeling for it. And uh, even the yoke steering wheel, which isn't completely round, it's more of a rectangle is kind of looks like, man, I'm going to take forever to get used to this. But then it came down to it and I was like, okay, this, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So uh, 
a lot of uh, kind of anxiety about getting behind the wheel and driving it. No sound. You don't know if it's in gear. You don't shift normal. It's all it's all different. Everything about it is different, but it's surprisingly easy to learn. Um, so uh, I guess I made the jump on on that vehicle, and even through the app, it'll tell you how much you have paid uh, while charging at home. The equivalent. It's been like five bucks over a couple hundred miles right now. Uh, versus, you know, what probably would have been $70 in uh, running premium in the Audi. So that part is definitely cool. Uh, and then, you know, I guess it's just a whole learning curve as to what's going on there. But uh, they do have uh, different subscriptions, premium maps and content and streaming. That uh, is an upsell through the Tesla app. They're also doing the, the Tesla insurance, which I know I've talked about that before. But uh, you do get different or better rates from Tesla. I believe that's coming to the Maryland market here shortly. And it said that you could apply on the app, uh, which uh, I guess they, they know how you drive and everything. So they compile all that data and they're able to give you better insurance rates. I, I haven't done that yet, but uh, I'm interested to see what that price difference would be. So I'll probably check that out and see what's going on there. So overall... Um, it's, it's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And I think once we get that other charger, uh, I think that'll even be better. But for uh, just running around town, it, it certainly has been feasible thus far. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, getting back into it here, um, we were looking at that bear market, right? We know that on average, they last about nine and a half months. And they're about three and a half years apart. There have been nine declines since World War II of... 20 to 40% in the market. And there's been three declines of more than 40% since that time. So what ultimately does that mean? We know that uh, on average, the, uh, the S&P will drop around 31%. That is average. Uh, so are we looking, looking for that number to get to that 31% drop to really uh, start investing? Um, I know some of you probably are. I know there's a lot of people that think there's a lot more uh, pain coming to the market. I'm not saying that there's not. There's a couple ways you can look at it. Um, start buying now. Do uh, you know maybe up your uh, investments a little bit more than what you were doing uh, for the next uh, I don't know five, six, seven months. And you know we know that on average we'll be coming out of that bear market in about nine and a half months. Uh, so do you go a little bit heavier now and think, hey, you know, I'll, I'll go heavier now and then taper off towards the end of the year when we think that things are going to start uh, kind of coming back? Or do you just kind of stick to your plan dollar cost average, you know, say $100 a week or, or whatever that number is for you? Um, for me, I know that I'm going to look to add more maybe towards the end of summer or, um early fall. We know that the rates are still going to be going up. Hopefully after that, uh, when I was looking at that Fed watch tool, the, uh, the rates for February are looking maybe a, a quarter point to a half a point higher than what they were going to be in that December session. So we can certainly take that into account. Uh, or, you know, what, what should you be buying? You know, we talked about that single stock exposure. And for me, I was saying that that is probably a bit safer uh, if you want to pick and choose which industries you want to be in right now, uh, again, healthcare, energy, uh, utilities, food, uh, kind of those consumer staples, those are going to be a bit safer right now. 
than buying simply just buying the S&P, which is going to get you a lot more tech, a lot more growth, but uh, it's going to have your money spread out. Now, another way we could look at it is if we're going to get below that 31% drop or a 40% drop, which means that uh, it's getting pretty ugly out there. Could that be a time to buy that S&P index and wait for that market to come back? Generally speaking, it's about three to four years to get to new highs from that point. But um, we could certainly see that happen. So could it be a time where you really want to go heavy into an index? Uh, I think that that could be a good play. You know, you could certainly go heavy when we get to that number or, you know, whatever number you have your site set on and wait for that market to come back. Are we going to perfectly time the bottom? No, probably not. You know, I, I don't think I'm that great of a trader, uh, but I want to build that position while I know that we can ultimately re recover in three to four years and be in a better spot. You know, right now, if you've uh, you've been invested into the market and in the S&P since the beginning of the year, you've lost around that 22-ish percent right now. Uh, if you're in crypto, you've probably lost a good amount more, 60, 70, 80% from peak. And, uh, you know, even if you're just in cash, you've still lost about 8.6% of your value just due to inflation. That's where the numbers are right now. Uh, so I don't know that there's a perfect scenario, uh, but I know that uh, going forward, you know, investing in stocks uh, at their lowest point is certainly going to be better than just sitting in cash and letting your, your money wither away in a cash account. Now, you know, cash is king. It's great to have it right now. Um, to get through these times, but then ultimately we got to, you know, pull the trigger when the time is right and look to invest when we can really maximize our returns. So I'm still looking to do that. And, uh, ultimately that's going to be a way that we're going to, uh, to do better long-term. But, uh, with that being said, let's, uh, let's get into what we are looking at for the, uh, investing challenge. So for week, what are we on week 25? We had five stocks that we were picking from over there on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Uh, and those stocks were going to be United Health, UNH, Okta, which is OKTA, uh, Kroger, KR, MasterCard, MA, and Microsoft ticker is MSFT. And uh, for this week, we are going to be adding to Kroger, which is going to be the a consumer staple grocery store chain uh, that uh, turned in some pretty decent earnings here uh, for this uh, this earnings call this week. And uh, I think that they said that some of the same store sales were a bit down, but overall they were able to guide higher on their outlook. They uh, they beat on uh, their EPS by 14 cents on a dollar. I can't read it because the graph is in the way. Dollar 05 basis. Oh, no, dollar... 35 basis, I guess. So yeah, they came in higher. Uh, and then ultimately, like I said, they're, they're just looking better right now. And uh, they're going to pay you a dividend while you wait as well. So consumer staples, again, a, a pretty decent spot to be in right now. Everyone's got to eat. And uh, they have a pretty large chain. And like I said, uh, their numbers are going up and uh, even guiding higher going forward. So I do think that there is uh, some upside here. Currently, we are at uh, 46.20 and uh, an implied upside of about 16% to 53.59. So not one that is going to set the world on fire, but uh, in keeping things safe right now, I do think that is a smart play. So thank you guys for 
going ahead and voting uh, for week 25. And uh, with week 26, that means we are about uh, halfway through the year here. So what are we looking at for week 26, guys? Uh, I'm writing down the list here right now. I did a a good bit of research as to where I really think um, we could see some rebounds, some in growth, some in tech. Uh, We have a bank play, a financial, and uh, one that kind of trades like a utility. And then an ETF that I think uh, maybe some of you will find to be a good value with the, how everything's been trading. So first, we uh, we have a bank up on the, uh, the chopping block. And that one this week is going to be Goldman Sachs. Um, you know, with, uh, with rising rates, banks tend to do a little bit better. Yes, Goldman has more of an investing side of their business. But uh, with those higher bank rates, uh, they're able to lend at, at that higher interest rate and ultimately make money overnight on that lending. Uh, so Goldman is currently trading at a ridiculous PE as far as what I'm concerned. Uh, and that is only a 5.5 PE. Beta is a one. So uh, on average, or beta of one is going to be the average of the S&P. Uh, not super risky, not uh, uh, super conservative. So you're also going to get about a 2.8% dividend. And uh, analyst research comes in saying that this one has about 49.9% upside. So currently trading at 279. Uh, average price target on this is 419. So I definitely think that it is going to check a lot of those boxes. You're going to get some uh, security. You're going to get the dividend. You got that low PE. Could it go lower? Sure. But uh, there, there's not too much farther to drop when you've got a, a, a bank that's as secure as Goldman. And uh, a lot of the banks are a lot more secure, more secure since uh, 2008, 2009, when a lot of those banking laws were rewritten. Uh, so I think that they are in a good spot and, uh, you know, balance sheets are pretty pristine on a company like Goldman as well. Uh, then we're going to go forward and look at a communications play that's going to trade like a utility. And this one has been range bound for a long time. And you've seen a lot of people buy it and trade it uh, based on, you know, if it drops below 50, it's a buy. If it goes above 60, it's a sell. And uh, that one right now is going to be Verizon. VZ is going to be the ticker. And, you know, happily enough, it's under 50. It's at 49.04 at the moment. It traded down to a low of about 45.50 at the beginning of May. But uh, it has uh, recovered a little bit here. But uh, that being said, you're still going to get a 5.2% dividend out of Verizon. And uh, it's going to be one that is going to be very safe. They sold off their Yahoo business. They've uh, they've done a little bit to uh, be a little bit uh, more recession proof. And uh, for those reasons, I, I think that it's going to survive well. And um, I, I think it's one that we could certainly add for a bit of a bounce, uh, albeit slower than a lot of the other ones. But uh, you're still getting that 5% dividend uh, to boot, which is also going to help uh kind of weather the storm. Uh, and then going forward, we're going to look at uh, a crypto and that one is going to be Bitcoin. That is the big dog on the porch. Yes, we've had a, a lot of uh, pain there. I'm not even sure where Bitcoin's at this morning, probably right around that $20,000 mark. I will take a look on coin market cap and see what we are up against uh, when it comes to the Bitcoin price. Let's take a look. Um, 
trending. Ethereum is up four and a half percent. Okay, maybe we are recovering. Uh, 2% up on Bitcoin. We are at 19,462 right now. And uh, coming off some of those highs of, uh, you know, mid 60,000. Um, this one is one that everyone said they were going to buy if it hit the teens. And I'm, I'm calling you out on it. Is this where, you know, put your money where your mouth is kind of deal. So if you said you're going to buy Bitcoin, if it gets back to the teens, it's here. What are you doing? And Ethereum at 1,033. I will be adding to both of these. I already know that it's not a it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when I'm going to be doing that. Uh, so that one's on the chopping block this week also. So uh, next we've got uh, the big tech company, Amazon. You're going to get uh, a little bit of everything there. You're going to get consumer staples. You're going to get some cloud. You're going to get uh, web services. You, you know what Amazon's in. What aren't they in? What aren't they going after? Uh, and with this one doing that recent stock split, it has uh, been a lot easier to buy for a lot of people. And where are we? We are currently at $106 on Amazon with an average price target from 37 analysts of $178.56. So that gives you about 68% of upside on Amazon, which is uh, pretty unheard of on a stock like this. You know, normally they're, they're priced to perfection. I do think it's lower than what it should be, but uh, time will tell. So if you want an Amazon, go ahead, get over there and vote for that one. Or uh, the, the final one here is going to be one that I think some people would like to possibly start this position. And it's going to be your easier hands off uh, ETF, which is going to cover the S&P 500, which uh, the PE is probably trading around a 16, maybe even dipped into the high 15s right now. And that is going to be below average. So this uh, ETF, uh, Exchange Traded Fund, is going to be VOO. It's the Vanguard S&P 500 Index. Uh, so you do get a, uh, a small dividend for holding that one. You're going to get uh, the good and the bad that comes in the S&P 500. But ultimately, all those uh, companies are going to be some of the best to breed stocks. And uh, you get about a 1.45% dividend. Uh, for holding this one. Actually, no, that's the SEC yield. That's uh, 1.65% on that quarterly dividend from uh, the S&P 500. So that's what I got for you guys this week. It's uh, it's five different names. I was thinking maybe I'd do uh, healthcare, uh, banks, tech, but uh, or, or just pick one of the five of each of those categories. But ultimately, I spread it out. I was really thinking about throwing in Abbott Labs or another healthcare, but uh, I still think there's a little bit of volatility with that one around some of the uh, the baby formula shortages. So I, I opted for a little bit more safety and some stocks that I thought were ultimately just trading too cheap. And uh, we saw it on the uh, on Goldman and on Verizon; those were at some of those lows, some of those price points where we really want to buy them. Uh, and Amazon, uh, they did trade cheaper on the 24th of May at 101, but uh, I still think they are way down from where they ultimately should be. Uh, so for those reasons, these are these are what I picked for you guys this week. I, I wanna see where everyone's at. So again, we've got Goldman, GS, we got Verizon, VZ, Bitcoin, BTC, AMZN for Amazon, and VOO for the Vanguard S&P 500 Index. So get over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. And get your vote in. We are halfway through the year. I said that the second half is going to be better than the first. 
but we might have a little bit more pain with some of these rates still going up. But uh, hopefully by the end of the year, we're going to see this as, uh, you know, a lot of bad news that's in the rearview mirror and we're taking off to some higher highs. And uh, time will tell. We'll see where we actually get to. But uh, that's what I got for you guys this week. So thank you very much for stopping by. Get over there. Get your votes in. And please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. So take care and have a uh, great week. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.